0: Uh, We are on episode number 45, so this will be coming out Monday morning, and uh, we're going to be talking about what's been going on in the markets, what's been going on in crypto. Uh, We've had some big moves there. Uh, We're also going to get into the investment challenge for 2022. This is going to be week three. Uh, We're going to get the results from week two uh, today as well, Uh, and we're going to start that week three challenge where we're going to be voting in the, uh, the Facebook group and uh on let it grow investing on the facebook group and we're going to be putting in 200 per week into the stock that uh everyone votes on in that group so if you want to go ahead and follow along please make sure to uh, join the group uh but uh, as always thanks for stopping by thanks for joining me and uh, hopefully we can uh, make some heads of tails of what's going on in the market and ultimately what plans we have going forward uh so as always, thanks for stopping by. And uh, we have uh, the different links in the description on getting started, whether you're looking for crypto or brokerage or fractional shares. We've got a couple different options there. Uh, for the investing challenge, we are using Weeble. We're putting that $200 a week in fractional shares. We did the uh, the week, one was NVIDIA. Uh, so that one wasn't quite a full share. And now it's looking like. Uh, we're going to be able to buy some more shares with uh, the $200. We're actually not going to need fractional shares, but it'll still be that even amount every week for the, the duration of the year. So that's what I'm looking to do. And uh, I guess we'll go ahead and get into it. So uh, the options from last week were Ford, Tesla, Lucid, Rivian and Neo. Uh, overwhelming amount of support for Ford in this one, so Ford is going to be the stock that we are buying, two hundred dollars worth of on Monday. Probably around eleven to twelve is when I like to do my uh, my buying. I don't really like to get it right at the open. There's a sometimes spikes in volatility or a lot of movements. Uh, things tend to settle down uh, a couple hours into the trading day, so that's what I try to do to to even out some of those swings and some of that volatility from a uh, uh, you know Monday morning the buys and sells are sometimes just very, uh, drastic. So we, uh, we try to smooth those out over time and, uh, you know, buy when uh, things cool off a little bit. So that's, uh, that's what we'll be doing on the, the Weeble, uh, tomorrow. And, uh, I guess we can roll right into the, uh, week three challenge. Now this one, this one took some time. I, I got some crossing out. I got some changes. Uh, ultimately, it's a it's a financial week here. So we were looking at uh, fintech plays. We were also looking at uh, I was looking at some banks, uh looking to see which stocks I really wanted to to put out there to really make it a a tighter race this time as to what we're going to pick. And uh, there's definitely some some room for growth. A lot of them are beat down. Uh, in fact, the whole fintech space was beat down. Uh, I know I, we had talked about buying banks into 2022. I had a bank on here, uh, it got cut out, and uh, you know I, I really just want to stick with with fintechs and people that are really looking for more growth and that have really been beat down. Uh, so these are the five uh, choice one Visa, uh, choice two Square or Block companies. Uh, they changed their name December first, I believe. So, but uh, Square uh, number three Coinbase. Number four, Affirm Holdings, and number five is PayPal. Uh, so all of these, um, except for the except for Visa, Visa has a you know a modest twenty five percent of upside when you're looking at the targets. All of these have been beat down. Like I said, you know growth has been selling off. We've seen that happen with the uh, the rise in the uh, the interest rates and the, what the Fed is talking about. And as well as some of the different moves that have been happening out there with going out of growth and into your standard blue chips or your dividend paying stocks. Uh, only, only one on here is gonna pay you a dividend. It's Visa and it's minuscule at best. So this is this is gonna be the list for this week. And for me, it's a, it's a long-term play. Um, I, I have a timeline that's five, 10 years. And all of these, I have a lot of different reasons to think they're gonna be doing better in five to 10 years than where they are at now. Um, I do own Visa and PayPal off of this list. The other three, I do not own any. Uh, I have not owned any. Uh, I was going to get into Coinbase. Actually, no, I did get into Coinbase, but then sold it as as it kind of went crazy after it IPO'd earlier this year. But that was a, uh, a short, short hold, and I got out before the, uh, the bloodbath happened. So Visa, for me, is, is, a, is a great long-term hold. There's talks of uh, some slowing card sales, and some of these numbers are going to be 9%, you know, 10% growth. And you know, for a long-term horizon, I, I think it's a, a, a great player. I do think they're going to get into crypto. I don't think they, they don't see that writing on the wall. Uh, they've been looking to acquire and do some different things to, to make them more relevant in that space. So when web three comes out, uh, and the D fly D five platforms come out, they're going to be ready and they're going to be there, uh, looking to take on that challenge head on. Uh, so for a lot of reasons, I would say that's probably the safest one off of this list. They're that, uh, you know, traditional company that's got, uh, Arms around the world, you know, doing doing business and, and making great things happen. Uh, Square, like I said, they've uh, they've got a bunch of different companies under their belt. They are looking to change from that Square company to where it's just that mobile payment company. That's why they changed the name to Block, uh, blockchain, or you know, that's really the kind of the tie-in. So they're looking to more get into that crypto space as well as mobile payments. Um, so you know, they've they've got the, the different uh, different. Businesses, they got the Cash App, they've got uh, a lot of different things going on, in a lot of different areas, and they're really looking to to grow and expand this company, and really keep on uh, keep the foot on the throttle, if you will, to really accelerate this this growth and keep these numbers going. Uh, they had a great year and last year, and now they they have sold off well under where they were, and now that really gives them a a high upside as far as what the analysts are looking for. There's uh, currently, well, let me go back to Visa because I don't think I covered this. 217 on Visa currently, price target average 270. So that's 25% of upside. Now, when we look at Square, uh, it's currently 141. The uh, price target is average at uh, 276, and that represents a 95% of upside on Square. And what was I going to say on that one? I had something else to say and now I forgot it. All right. Now, if we're looking, we go down the list, we go to Coinbase. They are currently at 232. Price target on this one, 402. So 73% upside. And they're going to be your um, all crypto right now. They're highly fluctuating between some of the volumes that are, are coming through on different uh, cryptos. So when crypto is doing better, Coinbase tends to do better. When crypto sells off, um, you know, with same thing with, with the Coinbase stock. It is going to sell off also. And we've been having some big issues with crypto right now. Uh, like I said, with the Fed and people that have been holding crypto uh, in the, instead of cash because cash has been uh, getting beat down from inflation and it's getting weaker, the dollar's weaker. So people have been holding crypto, uh, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and others as a hedge against uh, this inflation. So they have been using a different asset to to store their their money. And now that this inflation is getting fought from the Fed on every side, you know, with the um, tapering of buying, the the selling off of bonds, and everything else that's going on in the Fed, they're throwing the book at it, and crypto's coming down. But one of the things that uh, is also going on right now in uh, Kazakhstan. There is a, uh, well, they they do a lot of mining over there. It's about 18% of the hash rate is uh, mining out of Kazakhstan. So that means, you know, crypto's down if they can't be producing or or can't be mining coins uh, off of their computers over there. Now, this is based on uh, the problems stem from blackouts uh, power grid problems. I'm not too sure why there's power grid grid problems other than possibly failing infrastructure. I hadn't heard that there's any major storms, but I do know that they have been down, and that it is currently in uh, in works to get it repaired and get it up and running this week. So we've got those problems, and you know we've seen uh, Bitcoin go down about 15 percent, I believe. ETH has gone down about 20 percent. It's definitely been bloody. It, we broke right through that 3,700 level like we were holding for so long there. And now, you know, I think we're down around 31 something as I record this. But, uh, you know, I, I have seen some positive movement here. I uh, got a couple of alerts saying ETH was up 5% and some different coins were up 10%. Uh, that's just on my crypto.com app. They They send me all those alerts. So try to keep up to date with that. But so long story short, yeah, Coinbase has that 73% upside. If you're bullish on uh, crypto, I think, you know, Coinbase makes sense to have that be the pick. And then going forward, we have Affirm, the Buy Now, Pay Later, that, uh, you know, you can get a bunch of different products or pay for a bunch of different products with the Affirm platform. And it's pretty much interest-free Buy Now, Pay Later that is offered on different websites. And this one you know, has been beat down as well. Uh, let me let me look at a year high just because I know it had been running really good. Let me see here. We're currently at uh, $79. We had a 52-week high of 176. Uh, and that was on uh, November 8th of 21. So in about two months, we have dropped over 50%. And this one has been, just been beat, you know, terribly, terribly bad here. It's been a a brutal to watch. Uh, Like I said, I I didn't get into this one. I I thought it ran too high. Uh, When it got up to that 120 range, it kept going. And I, you know, I do not want to chase it because I I see stuff like this with these growth stocks going up that quick, and then they're going to come down like they're on an elevator. And that's exactly what this one did. So I went ahead and held off. Um, but it's getting really interesting to me at this point, and you know, I'm seeing a bunch of different buy ratings. Uh, even recently, as the uh, this on the seventh from Truist Financial 150, RBC Capital 127, Piper Sandler 108, and uh, Mizuho had a, a 140 price target on it. So, a bunch of different uh, buy rating, or one of them was a hold there at 108, was a hold. But uh, even at 108, that's still, what, like 20-some percent up. So definitely got some upside. And uh, like I said, price target is 161 with a 102% uh, price target uh, average rating higher. So a lot of upside. A bunch of different uh, analysts say it's a good buy. I do think that it has been a company that a lot of people have been looking to get into. Now the negatives to this one um, with the economy, if if that a lot of that cash comes out of people's pockets, uh, the money printers getting turned off, they might not have that money to do the buy now, pay later. It might also hurt people that have started uh, buying things and now they're finding they don't have the same income or they, you know, they don't have that free money coming in. So maybe they're not gonna be paying on this buy now, pay later. That's probably gonna be one of the first things that people aren't gonna pay. Uh, which could certainly hurt a firm, um, but in the in the short term, I think it's I think it's in a safe spot. But uh, if uh, the economy really were to turn and we have a, a you know a recession or, or anything worse, you're definitely going to see this one hurt. That's not a stock you want to be in when when things get tough. Uh, but while things are great, this one this one obviously, like I said, had run up great, and I, I do think that once some of this stuff gets sorted out in Washington. And some of the taper and interest rate hikes are uh, kind of baked in. This one should see some some rise and some run up. And then PayPal. This one is one that uh, I do have holdings in. So I might be a little biased. But um, yeah, where are we at? We're at currently at uh, 188 dollars in the after hours from Friday. Uh, price targets on this guy are going to be $266.00. And I call it 270, 267, which represents about forty two percent of upside. Uh, so you know they've got PayPal. They uh, also have Venmo. They did split from eBay to where I believe PayPal is not the uh, prime uh, payment provider for eBay. So that uh, has definitely had a bit of a, a hurt on them, and a couple of different things that they were trying to fight fight through and work through that uh, they're they're still trying to get ultimately try to get it all sorted out. Uh, but those are the, the top five. Um, you know, we we did look at a couple others. Uh, I was looking at Goldman Sachs. I was looking at Shift 4. Uh, I was looking at Global Payment Networks, GPN. Uh, ultimately, these five made the list. I think they are probably the most competitive and ones that I would shoot to say most people have heard of. I think Shift 4, GPN might be a little bit uh, more off the beaten path. And I really wanted a, a tighter race this week. Uh, So make sure you get over to the uh, Let It Grow Investing Facebook page, cast your votes on there, and uh, we will be buying this one uh, the following Monday from uh, when this comes out. So that's what I got on that. And like I said, the uh, the crypto problems have been uh, have been building. And uh, like I said, I continue to dollar cost average into those names as well. And uh, you know, ETH down around three. I'm, I'm pretty certain I said it before. That that is a a spot where i'd be looking to add. I really wasn't doing too much adding in that uh, You know 37 to 4500 range. I was doing a bit of uh, trading if uh, something ran up I would uh, sell it out to usdc swap it back to um ETH when it dropped back down to that 3700 price point So I was kind of doing a little bit of trading in and out just to try to build my eth position and that had worked for me and now i'm i'm you know just kind of wrote it down didn't do any selling there um but i did do a little bit of buying i know i posted that on the the group as well so let's see what we did here i just want to go through some of the orders this week and what do we buy and some people are going to say that uh, growth is still a little too early to buy but i did want to do some nibbling here so what do we buy? Got DraftKings, SoFi, CrowdStrike, Salesforce, Palantir, uh, Enphase, bought some more Enphase, started buying that one back at 150 uh, More Matterport, SoFi. I sold some Raytheon to build a little bit of cash. I sold some ABV after their 25% run up. Uh, that's still a tier one position for me. Nothing's changed there. Um, but yeah, a bunch of, a bunch of growth stocks that I was trying to build a position in, uh, a lot of them got to that point where I thought they were getting too cheap. Granted, they could still go down, but I don't think that downside as nearly, uh, as much as what the upside is. So I wanted to go ahead and add to those positions and really build them up. Uh, so when we get out of this, uh, increase in the rates and some of these fed talks and some of the fear, uh, I really do think they will do well. Um. But uh, that being said, I'm going to take a quick break. I will be right back after this short message. All right, guys, we are back. Uh, So I wanted to uh, do a quick look and see what, uh, you know, the S&P generally returns about 10.5% per year. So if you were just to put $100,000 in the S&P and wait 10 years, you should have, uh, you know, Right now it would be at ten and a half percent hundred k is about two hundred and seventy one thousand dollars after ten years so that's pretty pretty awesome return two point seven times uh in ten years that's that's certainly great It's a great place to start like i've said before if you if you got ten grand uh make your first ten grand into a uh s and p five hundred weighted index or e t f or a total market index. Or, I mean, you can even go smaller than that. It doesn't have to be that broad, but uh, that's a good spot to get your money uh, diversified and get it started, right? So, if you had, you know, say 10 grand, 10 years down the road, don't invest anything else, compounded uh, annually where you're getting 10.5% on average, uh, about $27,100. 1, $27, so, great returns. Now, when I'm looking at uh, buying these growth stocks that I'm saying, I'm looking to up that number, and you know, even if you only go one percent higher, I, I did this on uh, investor.gov. Uh, so if you do one percent higher with that same hundred thousand dollars, you take uh, that that total after ten years from two hundred seventy-one thousand up to two hundred ninety-six thousand. And you know, when I'm looking at growth, that's what I'm looking to do. I'm looking to outpace um, the S and P. Ultimately, that's what I'm looking to do. I want to buy the ones. That are uh, you know the better names in the S and P or the better names in the market that I really feel are going to do better overall for that long that ten year horizon. Uh, Granted, I've got more time left in the market before I need this money, so ultimately I I can be a little bit more risky with uh, some of these investments. Uh, But then you know if you're if you're really looking for that growth, uh, if you're able to get fifteen percent on that hundred thousand dollars compounded annually after 10 years, that that 100,000 turns into 404,000. And that's without any uh, further investments, just uh, that original nest egg, drop it in there. And you know, if you are able to get this 10 to 15% returns, uh, you know, ultimately, you know, the market doesn't always repeat itself. And you know, all all that stuff considered, it it could go down. None of it's guaranteed. Past performance is not, you know, uh, indicative of any future performance. So all that being said, I wanted to buy some of these growth stocks to get that outsized returns in my portfolio. While I still do have a lot of the, the blue chips, the dividend payers, I have been building this growth position to get my, um, my investment portfolio value uh, higher at a quicker rate. And uh, I don't expect it to happen overnight. This is a long-term play for me. But uh, ultimately, that's where I'm looking to go. I want to have a little bit more growth than what I've had and in the past, and also have that stability of having the dividends come in. Also, having the stability of having the crypto uh, staking rewards come in. So I've got a bunch of different avenues that I think will do well within, you know, five ten years, and I will kind of watch them on their on their way. Uh, and I think for most people here, you're you're probably a little bit of a a self a self-taught investor uh if you know if you have a financial advisor obviously they're going to tell you to do it this way or that way but if you're looking to build it your own way have that diversified approach and really look to see what fits your needs uh, your timeline your horizons and what you ultimately are saving for Uh, but for me it's it's a diversified approach of dividends crypto growth stocks and uh, you know, ultimately, business, and if I ever get into real estate, um, that would be in there as well. So, want to have it all spread out and have a little bit here, there, and everywhere to make sure that when I'm ready to retire, that I don't have anything to worry about financially. Uh, now, speaking of retirement, um, I've been uh, in years past. I've been trying to build out my IRA early in the year, and uh, you know, get my IRA fully funded earlier in the year. And, you know, for me, I have a, an SEP IRA, which is a uh, simplified employee pension IRA, which is done by small businesses or business owners, uh, to, to set up their, um, IRAs in their retirement uh, portfolio. So that's what I've been doing. And, you know, if you either would qualify for an IRA, a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA, uh, you know, Roth does have those, uh, income limits 129,000 if you're filing single or 204,000 if you're filing joint. Um, so there's there's no tax deductions on that and you are not taxed in retirement on a Roth. So you would get your, you'd pay your taxes up front uh, versus a traditional where you would be taxed on those, uh, those gains when you take the money out in retirement. It'd just be taxed as regular income like you were getting this money from your job rather than from uh, from your in from a retirement account like a Roth um, so your uh, income limits would be six or not income limits your the amount of money that you can put into the uh, IRA is six thousand a year if you're under 50 and 7 thousand a year if you're 50 or older and at 72 you are pretty much forced to take the money out of your Traditional IRA, or you will get hit with fees for holding it in longer than they uh the government ultimately says that you can. Um with the Roth, you know, you, you do have, like I said, those income limits, but uh ultimately if you qualify for a Roth, I'd say go for a Roth. If you qualify for both, you can put money in both. Uh for me, like I said, it's a it's a SCP. Uh, that's my plan. That's what I have set up on E-Trade. So I have that in my brokerage on E-Trade and you know, for me that works obviously do what works best for you, what you qualify for and get that set up also. And then you can fund that earlier into the year. And like I said, some of them are tax deductible. So you can hide some of your income by or not hide it, but you know, not pay on taxes and shelter some of that money by putting it into, I believe it's, uh, yeah, in the traditional. So if that works for you, make sure you're doing that Uh, contribution. And like I said, $6,000 a year. So that would be taken out of your uh, deductible on your taxes in a traditional based on how much money you're making as well. And based on if you have a uh, a 401k or retirement account through your employer, Uh, this is not, it's not my forte here. I just wanna make sure for the start of the new year, if you don't have an IRA, uh, you might even be st- still able to contribute to 2021. Um, I'm I'm not too sure about that. Also, <clears throat> excuse me. Also, you want to ta- talk to your tax advisor. I can't talk here. Uh, talk to them and make sure that uh, whatever you're doing is legal and you know that you're not going to get hit with fees and, and problems down the road. But I, I do know there is still a little bit of time left to go ahead and get some of that money added to last year. Uh, but if you haven't started one, go ahead and start it and make sure you're funding it uh you know for me i i tried to do that first thing in the year that way that that money that six grand or whatever you are able to contribute works for you throughout the year uh and that's where you want to put that that first six grand put it in the ira uh, unless you really need this money in a shorter timeline then you know putting it in your brokerage would make more sense there are fees or penalties if you take this money out early uh, I believe it's a 10% withdrawal early withdrawal fee. So you obviously don't want to do that. Um, so if you need the money in 5, 10 years or before retirement, you might not want to do that. You might want to put it into a brokerage. But uh, ultimately, uh, for me in a uh, IRA account, I'm looking to put in those higher growth names um, because I, I ultimately... Would be taking this money out at retirement so hopefully at that point i would be in a lower tax bracket based on lower income uh so you know i could take uh some of this growth out and be taxed less than what maybe i would be taxed now if i were to sell these in my brokerage account Uh, so for that reason i keep the money in my uh my ira you can trade the stocks around you don't need to stick with uh, any one name for you know 20 30 40 years you can swap in and out of there and then it wouldn't be taxed as income. Also, as long as that money that you sell stocks from or your funds from stays in that IRA account. Um, so like I said, for me, uh, I do have some VOO. I do have some uh, some of the ARK funds in there. I do have ARKK, uh, A-R-K-K and ARKG in there, uh, as, as well as a couple other names. There's probably a, a couple bad choices that I probably need to sell out of in there. But uh, ultimately, it's those, those growth names, a uh, little bit of diversification into single stock exposure, and also some of the, uh, the ETFs that uh, are more broad market based. And I keep those in there um, and more single stock exposure in, uh, in my brokerage. So a little bit of a mixed strategy there, but ultimately see what account works for you. Get that set up for this year. Um, if you got any questions, I, I know, there's, there's got to be a few people in the group that know better than me, but uh, feel free to ask the group on Let It Grow Investing. Um, please make sure to vote in the uh, poll this week. And like I said, we got Visa, Square, Coinbase, Affirm, PayPal. Uh, so this one should be a, a good challenge to see what people want in that fintech space, ultimately where we think we're going. If we want to do credit, if we want to do uh, more small business minded or crypto minded investments. Uh, some of these you know, cater to different groups. So get on there, make sure you vote. Uh, feel free to um, click the links in the description if you are looking to set up either a crypto account, a Webull account, or uh, a brokerage or IRA account in the, in the way of E Trade. I like doing my uh, my brokerage and my IRA on there. Um, also, if you want to support the, uh, the channel, anchor.fm slash let it grow. And you can support the the channel for as little as 99 cents a month. But uh, ultimately, thank you guys for stopping by. Um, Let's get out there and uh, make it happen this year. And I will catch you in the next episode on Thursday. As always, thanks for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe by turning on the notification bell and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. Check the links in the description for offers on eTrade, Binance, and Crypto.com to get your investing journey started. You can also help support the podcast on our Anchor.fm webpage. Until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.